Hi diddly ho neighborinos and welcome back into the minds of two idiots. I'm your host Grayson along with your co-host Hutch. Today we're going to start by deciding when to kick off the holiday season and when to end the holiday season. Then we're going to discuss the new hit Marvel movie Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Hutch, let's get right into it. How you doing? Doing great, Grayson. Uh, just super excited for this show. I mean the first two episodes we talked about a ton of nonsense but along with that nonsense on this show, we'll be doing mostly because of Grayson here, who is a mu- movie and mu- music fanatic. Mm-hmm. We're going to be talking about like movie reviews, album reviews, previews of certain albums and artists. Like We're going to be talking about this stuff a decent amount on this show. And just a heads up for this show, Grayson is going to be dominating most of this show, like talking-wise. I mean, I just Grayson knows it a lot better than I do, so I'm going to be throwing it as much as I can. But Grayson knows this so much better than I do, so... You're going to hear a lot of Grayson today. Yeah, Hutch, I'm sure you're going to do fine. But, uh, yeah, as Hutch was saying, like, uh, in my free time, this is all I'm doing. Like, I do this, but, like, uh, all I'm really doing is listening to music and watching movies. So, yeah, man, I mean, right before we get into the warm-up, I want to – actually, no, let's just just go right into the warm-up here. Uh, The warm-up question – Grayson kind of hinted at it. Our warm-up question is – we're going to start with part one of this. When when does the holiday season begin? So we're talking, like – you know, like the Christmas time. Like, when do you start putting up the tree? When do you start putting up lights? When do you start doing all of that for you? Grayson, when, you, when does your family start to do it? Okay, I feel like the day after Thanksgiving, you're officially starting to move out of the fall terrain, and you're really starting to dig into, like, Christmas. Like, that's when I'll start accepting, like, Christmas music, all that good stuff. Yeah, I kind of agree. I mean, I think I, think I would give you a week after Thanksgiving, like, within that week, if you don't have your Christmas up, lights up within that week, then there's a bit of a problem. I think you should have it up by the week, uh, by the time that week is over. So, I would give you one week after Thanksgiving to get it yep, up. Yep, I agree. So, moving on. Now, what's the time that you take the lights down? Because, obviously, it the holiday season ends at some point. I'll just kick it off right here. I think that it's within – I'm going to do another week span – the week after New Year's, I'll give you like a few days after New Year's Day, after that celebration, you know, because school break still happens a couple days after New Year's Day. Like you're still a little bit in that Christmas or holiday season spirit. But within that week, those that Christmas tree, those lights, they got to come down. Uh, yeah, I'm a little different. I'd say I'd like mid-April. No, I'm kidding. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I'd probably April. say like uh, like what my family does, and I agree with it. Like I'd say around New Year's Day. Like that's definitely about what I'd say. Definitely. Yeah, that's that's definitely fair. Yeah, we keep it up through New Year's, but sometimes like sometimes we have to take it a little earlier than we want because uh, the tree starts to die. Mm-hmm. Our Christmas tree starts to die. Yeah, we're we're big problem. Christmas fans here. There, I know there are plenty of holidays in the holiday season, but sorry, me and Grayson specifically, we celebrate Christmas alone. So yeah, we can't give too much perspective into the other holidays but that's it pretty much it for the warm-up question grayson is there mm-hmm. anything last minute things you want to add before we get into this movie i review? feel like we covered it i think like that's about all i had to say there uh should we just start moving right into this yes grayson let's get into this movie review so just to just to let you know guys before we before i let grayson go here uh we saw this movie the i saw it the two days after it came out grace saw it the day uh the day after it came out so we saw this just about a few weeks ago and we listen to part of this. We listen to most of the soundtracks. We're like, we we've studied this. We like ready to go. So Grayson, 
just kick it off, man. What do you want to start with on the first topic? Of All Marvel? right. I think, like, if we're really just going to start, like, looking into this, like, it, like, Marvel has really started to dominate the film industry in its own sort of way. Like, creating its own, like, MCU multiverse. Seriously, so think, yeah. I'd say let's just start by looking, like, where would we put this around other movies? Compare it maybe to, like, Black Panther 1. Like, where are we feeling this would rate? So, personally, for me, Black Panther, the original Black Panther, was one of my favorite Marvel movies. I mean, I've watched pretty much every Marvel movie that has ever been made. The original Black Panther is pretty... is If it's not in there, it's very on the borderline of top five for me. I absolutely love the original Black Panther movie, so I don't think this second one... It, while it was amazing, I don't think it beat it for me, but this is definitely like a definitely one of the better Marvel movies we've seen in a while. I definitely agree. I feel like there was such a high bar... like put on the last one because like that movie was talked about outside of marvel because like yes like that definitely was a movie like that kind of like was like clearly known by everyone i feel like yes black panther like it was just it was just talked about so much especially after it came out and years after it came out like it came, came out in 2019 and there were still conversations about it like years after though black panther that original movie was spectacular i don't think many marvel movies could be able to beat that no, I agree, and I think Black Panther 1 definitely stands as, like, a 2 or 3, and it's, like, there was nothing I feel like I'd say that brought the 2 lower than 1. It's just that I feel like 1 was already that much higher. Yeah, it was just, it's the original. It's not like 2 was, like, bad and, like, made something worse. It was just 1's the original idea. Mm-hmm. Exactly, it. exactly. And that just brought it, it just made it so much more special. All right, so I think, sorry, I, all right, so I think, like, Covering that, like, I think this clearly was a big movie in the fact that Chadwick Oh, yeah, hold on, hold on. Spoilers. All right, I want to make sure. We are just about to hit a spoiler on here. So if you've not seen them, I can't believe I didn't say this beforehand. Yeah, that's on me. Obviously, yeah. If you've not seen the movie and you want to see it, don't listen to this podcast because there will be spoilers throughout this episode. So Yeah, Yeah, we will be breaking down this movie He was literally just about to blurt one out, and I was Mm -hmm. like, oh my gosh. Wait, go ahead. Okay, so now that spoiler has gone... uh, If you're still listening, it's your fault. Yeah, uh, Chadwick Boseman, we do know, sadly has passed away a few years ago now. unfortunately, yeah. Uh, But it was written into the story that this was also the passing of King T'Challa. So I think, looking in, do we feel like the movie did that well? And, like, do you think it left a good mark with the legacy Chadwick had. I think they did, yes. I think they did. I mean, they didn't show, because, like, obviously, because Bozeman is dead, so you can't really, like, show him in the movie. He wasn't shown in the movie once. They didn't, like, computer animate him, which I'm really glad they did that. I'm really glad they just left him out and didn't try to, like, computer animate him or make it weird. Yeah, I totally agree. I'm really glad they did that. And it was, like, while it was quick in the beginning, because it was, like, the opening scene. Like, it was very quick, and it was within the first five minutes that we learned that he was dead. It was very quick. But after that, there was a huge ceremony for him. The entire, like, all of Wakanda was, like, dancing and singing. And it was, like, a celebration of life kind of thing rather than, like, a mourning thing. And it was just, it was spectacular. And I really, really enjoyed it. I agree. Especially looking for, like, both the character and for T'Challa himself. Like, it was very well done. The fact that, like, the, it almost felt more like a funeral where, like, it showed a coffin and just, like, few family members standing around. Yeah. Until it. It grew into more and more where it really showed like a celebration, and I think it really fit with the themes that these movies have brought. Yes, exactly. And I think I really do think it was a great way to leave Chadwick and specifically King T'Challa. Yeah, I could, I couldn't, I couldn't agree more with what you just said. Mm-hmm. 
I think moving into it, another thing that a lot of people would talk about, uh, clearly Black Panther 1 had a pretty significant soundtrack with Kendrick Lamar running and SZA yes. running that pretty much like entire thing. Yeah, pretty much the entire thing he was he was running it, yeah. So this time it was Rihanna, and I think I'm saying this right, Thames, but uh, I think like if we're looking through, I feel like... Do we think these soundtracks were on par? Do we think they fit the movie at and comparing it to the first one? Like, yeah, I think it. I think it was like the the soundtracks when you compare it to the first one, it is similar, like a little bit. Like the style of music is a little bit similar, definitely. But it's independent in its own right for the second movie. I'm glad that they didn't try just like copy and paste a little bit from the first like thing. I'm glad. I'm glad they try to make it their own thing, especially like the theme of like you know Black Panther is like gone. So, like, this is, like, a new era of Wakanda, and I'm glad, like, the music kind of fit that as well. So, I'm I'm really happy with the soundtrack. I think they did a really, really good job with it. I think it really represented the movie well. Mm, I agree. And I think, like, definitely there was a lot that, like, just not even within the movie that meant a lot with this album. Like, this was the return of Rihanna yes, in, yeah. like, six years, I believe? Yeah, I think her last album was in 2016, so that would make it six years. Yeah, and I think this definitely was a great mark. I mean, her song "Lift Me Up," which I believe was played in the credits in the movie. Yeah, I believe it. I believe that's correct. I believe it was played in the credits. It like I really think it left a great mark with the movie and like tied well with what this movie brought, but also within her had a great return to music. Yeah, I, I mean, the song was just incredible. It fit well with the movie, and it's just a great, great return for Rihanna. Yeah, I think that's something we could definitely dig d- uh, deep into more, but like, I think that's a good place just to say for now, like, in the pace we're trying to move here. Like, yes. It, we do have to keep these episodes kind of quick. Yeah, we do. We do have a bunch of topics to move through here. So, Grayson, go ahead. Let's go with the next topic. Go ahead. All right, so I think this is really where it's going to get, like, a little longer of a segment. Like, let's talk about the actual story and the movie itself. Like... So this movie followed really um, uh, T'Challa's sister, uh, Shuri. Shuri, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, really going through, struggling with the death and moving forward uh, with like in the fact of her country and within herself. Yeah, that was really it. Was like Shuri, her mom, and it was like Shuri, her mother, who was the queen, and a couple other main family members and characters and friends. That were just trying, like it was the entire country of Wakanda, like the entire nation, just trying to move through that death of Black Panther and trying to find their identity through that. And there was a lot of challenges through that. And it was, I think it was a really, really great story how they just, in the end, eventually like found themselves. Because for a while in the movie, it really just felt like there was nothing. Like there was no leadership. There was no identity but in the end they actually found it and i think yeah you definitely could see that in the individual characters themselves but in the nation of wakanda because there were scenes where you could see like the un where people were really getting frustrated with the fact that wakanda had kind of just gone off the bridge uh, yes off, like yeah kind of just yeah they were just complete gone. yeah they were going off the bridge and like like the un started to come into wakanda to try to steal like uh it, it was vibranium right they were trying to steal vibranium tools from yeah them. and kind of shut it down brought them into that like into that room and just sat them down there and it was like it was an absolute savage moment when they just brought all Definitely. those soldiers in because they because they weren't dead they had like knocked them out but they brought him in and they just sat them in the middle of the room and it was it was it was savage and I, this I love that part. This is definitely skipping ahead a little bit in the story but I think one scene that stood out to me the most was so once like there was a call of like a need for a return for Wakanda, 
then making Shuri become the new Black Panther. Yes. So with that, I thought the scene where she is met with an elder was genius because yeah, that was that was, a re- that was really good. Yeah, the person she actually meets is Killmonger. Yes. Wait. Yeah, that was that was insane when he when she walks it like like she uh you know she yeah she goes like into that like world right and she turns around to that chair wondering who's there what elders could be there and it's him mm-hmm. like it's it was crazy uh, whoever played Michael B Jordan like it was just it was really funny to see his face there and it was I really think interesting it, I think it was a genius comparison in the writing seeing that like there are such similarities between Shuri and Killmonger in the way they like in the way they function. Yeah, because Wakanda has always been in this situation where they, like, because Wakanda can, like, take over the world if they really wanted to. They have the power where they could probably, like, they could start a war and they could probably win the war against a lot of countries in the world, possibly taking over the world. But they also, their identity is to not do that. Just stay peaceful and try to bring peace in the world rather than just start wars. And that's been a battle, like, throughout both movies. Mm -hmm. And this battle is clearly shown here. Because Shuri was obviously, like, because she was, like, she was definitely like considering that aspect where, because you know the the main uh, antagonist in the movie Namor, I believe I'm saying that right. It's either Namor or Namor. He was like really pushing for that. He wanted to join Wakanda, start wars against the world, and Shuri said no. I would actually like to w- talk more about that in a minute, but I would like to say definitely I thought it was genius that uh, Shuri ended up. Uh, accepting the fact that there were similarities with her and Kamandu. Yeah, she did accept that, yeah. And I really loved the fact that her Black Panther suit re- uh, reflected Kamandu's. Yeah, it was really interesting how, like, because there were multiple suits she could have picked, right? And the, the the helmet she picked up, it was the gold on it, like the, like the gold lace uh, black helmet. It was, like, ex- it represented his that he wore yeah, and before he died. It was and, genius. Like, I, yeah. I feel like I need to say it, but, like, even though it's unrelated, just... I love Michael B. Jordan. He is such a fine man. I'm sorry. Uh, anyway, moving on with the story. Silence over here. Uh-huh, yeah. So let's talk Take about uh, the antagonist uh, Namor here. Like, a very conflicted character because all of his motives, while uh, maybe unorthodox, were there was there was a reason to it. Yeah, there was absolutely reason to it. I mean, like... Like, he was powerful enough. Like, him and, like, his nation was powerful enough to the point where they could take over a lot of the world, if not the whole world. And they were just, and he was mad at what the world had taken from him. Mm -hmm. And he wanted just to unleash that back on the world. It is genius because, like, uh, looking at him, he's coming from a nation that, like, needs, needs protection, really. Like, has the power to take over, but... Really, all like all he wants, his goal is to make sure his people are safe, and, and he's willing to do anything necessary to do so. Mm-hmm. And like honestly, I can understand that. It's not. It's like a defense mechanism. It's not the fact that he wants he wants power over everyone else. He wants to make sure that people won't take power over his people. Yeah, that's exactly it. He just want that. All he wants is just be able to protect his people well. And like I said a second ago, it's just by any means necessary it doesn't matter who he has to kill it doesn't matter who he has to take over it doesn't matter what he has to do as long as people are okay he's cool with whatever and then this ends up creating a conflict because uh wakanda is someone who also could like they have the means of protection from the world but they're definitely people who like if they really tried they could they really could dominate and oh yeah so that was namor's whole point he wanted to create this like team this alliance with Wakanda, where they could just 
not necessarily rule the world, but conquer and affect creating safety. Yeah, exactly. And I think in the final ends of the movie, it was really cool to see uh, Namor and his people realize that they don't need the like they don't need uh to bring everyone down in order to stay yeah up. They they, he doesn't need to be so aggressive with everybody else just to like he doesn't need to like you said bring everybody down so that he can be up like you can just you don't have to do it that way and it was really it was like that final scene where like Shuri and Namor are flying up on that shift over to the bigger like over the giant ship where they were they had been battling right and they just both like they're, they're just both like together and eventually like the two guys like the two sides stop fighting and everything just chills out and that shows really crazy. Shuri's character perfectly because like there is like we didn't say everything but there was a lot of reason where like uh, Shuri would have had reason to like she had the power and had good reasons to kill no more yeah oh yeah no more like when when like in that final battle scene when Namor was like down and like at the very end of it I, like he, I thought he was dead one hundred percent thought he was gonna die, but and I think around. it's a genius way to show that her character is fully developed by showing that she had the willpower to keep him alive and do not only him but his entire nation the solid of keeping them under protection. Yeah, he. I mean, he took her mother. Mm-hmm. Like he killed her mother. Yeah, and she had the willpower just to say, "No, you're. I'm gonna keep you alive." Mm-hmm. And I think it's really like. I'm very excited to see uh, where this goes in the future because clearly uh, these characters, this new, I don't know, uh, species, I guess I'd say. Yeah, I mean, it's just a new generation of, of Wakanda. That's really what this no, is. Yeah, created. but like Nomura's people, like this new species of, like, I'm. Curious. Oh, yeah, Nomura. Okay, you're basically saying. Yeah, Nomura's I'm curious people. to yeah. see where they go because clearly there's more in this story. Oh, yeah, there's more in this story. Like, I feel like we're, there's going to be like an own individual movie probably about them. Probably coming in the next few years, I would think so. I would not be surprised. Not be surprised at all. But yeah, thinking of new characters, do you want to move on to our next topic we want to talk about? That would be great. So this movie marked the introduction of Ironheart, which is yes. a character I was really excited to see uh, come to the MCU. So I think, uh, I'd just say, like, do we think the MCU did the character justice? Like, do we, f- what do we think of her character within the movie and within, like, just as a character herself? I mean, I like I like the fact that she's like she's like a super young genius, like just brilliant, like young like college student mm-hmm. and like building all her own unbelievable technology that the government seemed to be using like in the world. Like it was just it's I, I really like that side of it. I really like it's like it's honestly like a bit Tony like not super young but like Tony Stark s like he. She just builds her own stuff. I she mean, just builds everything. They're defi- she's a genius. There's clearly a level of Tony Stark, I think, is that we're gonna see within Ironheart because clearly there's a similarity already within like the suit. Yeah, the suit. Like, I mean, honestly, though, I'm gonna be honest. I did not love the suit the that, way it looked. It that's the one thing I'm gonna weird. say. Yeah. It looked really off-putting and weird. The suit I did not love. That I want them to fix that and get that <laughs> situated. Like, all the bright colors, like, together just didn't really mesh well. I just didn't, like, I just didn't look. That was the only thing I'd complain about. The fact that her shoulders kind of came out to make a heart. Like, I understand what they were trying to do with the character there. That was the only thing I was like, all right. Or, like, I think definitely that was, like, the only other thing I'd say with the movie. Um, Whatever the one new, like, uh, Wakandan suit that Shuri made that was even made fun of in the movie. 
I forget what it was called. But it oh, just yeah, looked like yeah, a yeah. blue. I forget like, what it was called bird the blue, the blue thing. bird. Yeah. Oh man, that suit. I forget what it was called too. But man, that was that was really bad. I feel like they were <laughs> both two awful. things. I was like, huh. It was yeah. It was really off putting. Yeah, I think Ironheart's character. I mean, I've seen, I've looked up, I've seen. I think there's a teaser trailer for a movie, an Ironheart movie. Yeah, it has I've been seen, announced. Yeah, there's a teaser trailer movie for an Ironheart movie. I don't know when it's coming out. Do you know? Have you heard like when? I want to. I forget. I would, that's phase five or six. We got a while though. That's, yeah, it, that's probably coming out like a year or two from now, maybe three years. Like we got a while for Ironheart, but I can't. I actually genuinely can't wait for that movie to see her story develop more. I, think I agree because she's someone who like she has the brains of like someone like Tony Stark, you'd say. But like also, I feel like there's such a level of like. I feel like her character seems human, like in the way she's very, she's very witty. Yes, and like she's very witty. She's someone like she like the way like I, I don't know if it was just good acting, but she seemed like someone like like a real person kind of. Yeah, she seemed the way like, she talked and like her mannerisms and everything. Yeah, she seemed like a real person that some people can relate to. Mm-hmm. Like she, because some superheroes seem like unrelatable with like how many powers they have and all that, but she's just like she's just someone who created her own stuff, and she's like just a genius. But she's yeah, she's very witty. She's pretty funny. Uh, but yeah, she's like a like genuinely human. It yeah. really did feel. It really and did feel that way. Definitely had a great uh, role, like doing a mix of comedic relief and also like having yes. some really serious, good like conversations. Stuff yeah, definitely. It. And she was also just she also kicked butt too. But yeah, overall, I think her character is going to be really good, and I'm excited for the future of her character. See the movie coming out in the next few years. Yeah. Uh, I think like we got like a few more things I want to say. Like quickly, there was the end credit scenes, like. Oh, yeah. The end credit scene was huge. I think the fact that like, we found out pretty much that, I mean, T'Challa had a son. Yeah, T'Challa did have a son. Like, that wasn't hinted at at all in the first movie, right? Am I, am I, if my memory's shivering correctly. No. And like, like, that wasn't hinted at at all. Like, this was not out of the – this is out of the blue. I haven't read that much of the comics either, so, like, I didn't know if there he had a son. Yeah, yet, I like, had no idea. I thought that was a total curve, like, out of left field, but, like – It was cool. Yeah, I really – like – like, I really am excited to see where this goes because clearly there are, there were a few things with like Namor's people and T'Challa's son where I feel like there's definitely something growing here. Yeah, definitely. This is going to be something that we have to look back for in like three to five years from now. Like where is this character at? Mm-hmm. Like he's going to be somewhere important. Yeah, so it's definitely something I should look out for in the future. Hutch, is there anything else you want to say about Encrads there? Um, no, man. I think, I mean, I, I love the scene. Like, Shuri just says, you know, I'm going to do this by myself. And she goes off. And it seemed like a very, like, just a very heartwarming moment to see that. Like, just her sitting there by herself, just sitting, remembering him. That was a really heartwarming moment. But when he came out with the, when um, King T'Challa's son came out, that was, uh, that was kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. So I think, uh, I'd say let's just end this kind of like how we started. Like, overall, what would we, like, say... This movie as a just as a film in general, like what would we think? Like, how was it? Like, I think it was it was just a really great movie. It a lot of great a lot of great graphics and action animation, which all Marvel movies are at at this point. Like mm-hmm. the graphics and animations are just unbelievable. It was a very like conflicting story between a lot of different characters. Um, also, a lot of heartbreak. I mean, there were a lot of important deaths in this movie. I mean, King T'Challa died very in the beginning. And then um, the queen died in the very beginning, uh, not in the very beginning, uh, Ramonda, she died later in the movie as well. Like, there's some heartbreaking moments, which sometimes in superhero movies, I, like, sometimes I feel like it's too perfect in the end. 
where like nobody dies or like nobody gets mm-hmm. hurt. Sometimes I feel like, man, there's like some of the, one of the main or main or more important characters should have died here. Like, I feel like it feel like it feels like it's too good to be true. Like this wasn't too good to be true. Like there was a lot of heartbreak in this movie. And also like it sets up the future. Well, like we were talking about with Ironheart, King T'Challa's son, like it sets up the future of Marvel. Well, inter- kind of more introducing these two characters. And that's definitely what I was going to say. Like, I think this film had a great way of like having a good mix of heartbreak but also, like, I feel like you kind of experienced every emotion in the, like, in the theater. Or, yeah. At, at least I felt that. Like, yeah, definitely. I went from feeling sad from death to angry, like, how uh, Shuri felt with, like, wanting to avenge people's deaths to laughing at, like, new characters, like, the comedic relief that Ironheart brought. Yes, definitely. Uh, I just, I think that's what made this film really good for me, just because it had such a great mix. Well, also in the story, it was a great transition point in the fact where it said goodbye to uh, beloved characters like T'Challa and Ramonda, but also yeah. is moving forward in the fact that we're finding, is it T'Challa Jr.? Is T'Challa Jr.? I think it's T'Challa Jr. I don't 100% remember yeah. his name. I can't 100% confirm it. I'll, maybe I'll try to find it real quick. But I yeah, I think like I'm... I'm, that's why I think I liked it so much because it did so much things. Like it progressed the story without feeling forced and it still moved at a good pace. And like, yeah, exactly. At the end of the day, I don't feel like I'd have anything I'd really change. Like, and that's except Ironheart's suit. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but that's going to be it for the podcast I, yeah, today. I'd guys. Say that's it. That's going to be it for the podcast today. Thank you all so much for tuning in. If you do like this, these movie reviews, please let us know. We'll do these more often. Definitely. Um, yeah, we're planning on doing these more in the future. But please follow the podcast on Twitter and on Instagram at 2idiots underscore pod is the handle for both those accounts. And please, wherever you're listening to this podcast, subscribe so you'll be notified every single time a new episode drops every single Monday morning. But that's it for me and Grayson today. Thank you all so much for tuning in. We'll see you all next week. See you next week. Goodbye, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.